Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. Cost me 5,000 bucks for months worth of travel. Um, whereas if I had $5,000 now, I wouldn't even go overseas. I'd be like, well, that's not well, enough money to go anywhere. That's not enough airfare for you. For <laughs> no, your it's family. not. But if I work hard now and sacrifice now, then I'm going to live this amazing life when I'm, when I'm old and retired. Only certain things happen in your life at certain times. You know, your kids are only young once. One day they'll say, I spend heaps of time with my parents. I see them once a month for an hour. Yep. And rich is having a whole lot of money in yep. your bank account. Wealthy is the life that it allows you to live. Acceleration, 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 and a hard stop uh, when you die at the top of your acceleration curve because you've left it too late. We get taught to set goals and work hard so we can set ourselves up for the future. Turns out this isn't always the best advice. Tune into this week's episode where we discuss how to make this year more fun, more profitable, and to live your best life. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Okay, we've arrived at the podcast. Happy days. Tony Fraser-Jones here, host with uh, Phil Smith, co-host. Well, host as well. Co-host, whatever. Coast. Coast. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. My coast. It's nice being a coast. It is. It's better than being a coaster. <laughs> that was rubbish. Anyway, yeah. um, this is uh, this is going to be a good good session today. Yeah, I'm mm. I'm looking forward to it. Should yeah. be a good one. Good topic. It is a good topic. Yeah. So I I think it would be great if you could introduce what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, basically, what we're going to be talking about is this concept of how throughout our whole life we essentially save and save and save to put aside a nest egg for our retirement. Uh, essentially we're all working towards this big payoff, right? Like if I work hard now and sacrifice now, then I'm going to live this amazing life when I'm when I'm old and retired and I'm going to have all this fun. But it turns out there's a, there's a little bit more to it than that, right? Um, there is. I mean, it's an interesting concept because that idea of delayed gratification, working hard, you're working and, and uh, behaving uh, like no one else will now so you can behave like no one else can later, you know, like getting the the money side sorted now so you can actually be cool later. There's definitely part of that that's important. Uh, and if you just live for today, you see a lot of people, that's why they go join a hippie commune. It's like free love, free everything. Well, it turns out not everything is free. Hang on, trouble- hang on, hang on. Do you not live on a hippie commune? Oh. I thought you did. Well, I'm more of a Gloria Vale guy. A, who, a who's a what, Vale? <laughs> Gloria Vale. I thought that was a... Just Google Gloria Vale. Yeah, yeah. If, maybe don't. This was this was uh, this was heading in good direction. Sorry, I derailed. No, that I real appreciate bad. you de- de- derailing my derailment. It's actually what kind if of I could just interrupt your interruption. interruption. Yeah, yeah, happy days. Yeah, um, yeah. Like delayed gratification is important, but uh, if that's all you do, if all you do is build things up for the future, then uh, well, might not ever get there. Yeah, you might not. And I think that's kind of the whole problem. We'll be digging into it. I'm sure you have a story uh, to kick us off. I do have a story. This is a story from uh, from the good book, from the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament. Mm. Phil, good so, story. It's a good story. Good few yarns in there. Uh, the story was about a rich man who whose land produced a really you know massive harvest, bumper crop, and he found himself wondering what he should do with all the extra crops he had. Mm. Uh, and after some thought, he decided to tear down his existing barns and build some bigger ones to put all the grain and all the goods in. And he's like, "Awesome, I'm sorted." You know, once these are all stored up, I'm set for heaps of time, many years. And then I can take life easy. I can eat, drink, and be merry. Mm. However, there was a problem. Uh, that very night, his life was demanded of him, and he was called to account for how he'd lived and what he'd done with his blessings. Well, 
we're going to get into all of that, but one of the, the morals of this story is um, it's all very well to save stuff up for later, but, you know, there's also today to worry about as well. Yeah. And uh, we can get so fixated on what's, you know, setting ourselves up that we can actually forget about the fact that life uh, is actually lived every day. And this is very important for business owners because business is a, look, it's stressful and it takes a lot of energy. And if it's always grind, you'll find that uh, not only and you're not enjoying it, that you'll lose energy and focus for your business. And one of the things I know for sure that you need to grow a great business and just have a great life, relationships, everything is energy. Yeah, yeah, that's massive. And I think if we can't get this right and we end up uh, essentially hoarding for life and never enjoying, we're going to run into some problems, right? Yeah, look, if we're always chasing the future, uh, there's a bunch of missed opportunities that we can never get back. You know, only certain things happen in your life at certain times. You know, your kids are only young once, you're only at your fittest, you know, in your in your twenties or maybe thirties, or in my case, forties. That's because I'm a super athlete, Phil. Appreciate <laughs> you the nod there, mate. Uh, and what happens is, if you're always focused on the future, life becomes a grind. You lose energy and your motivation. It becomes dull. It's boring, uh, and your relationship and your health suffer. Like you just don't have the energy for things, and it's like, ugh. like basically, things get a bit grey. Yeah, yeah, it can be pretty tough. Um, whereas on the other hand, like if we do decide to live life now and actually enjoy some of the um, you know the blessings that we've got. Yeah, yeah I think you, you just have more fun. You, you have experiences now. You stay fresh because your energy is good. Uh, you know, you can build great relationships because you're having fun and, and life's exciting. And let's be honest, the reason we're in business is to have a great life. Yeah. And there's a lot of satisfaction from growing a business, of course, and you enjoy it. Uh, but you're also interested in the, the results that it gives you. And if you don't enjoy those results as you're going through, you're probably going to, you know, run out of puff and, and not get what you want. And really, if you if you if you balance up the future focus with uh, actually living and enjoying stuff today, you can create a magic life. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, and I think Jim Rohn said it: the the key to happy living is balancing the need for growth in the future with actually enjoying the present day. Yeah, I paraphrased there slightly, mate, and he is just dead now. <laughs> dead just now. But he's a very yeah. smart chap, right? Very, very smart. Love Jim Rohn. Uh, and I think probably before we dig into this too much, it'd be a good place to start from the conventional wisdom. Yeah, th- I think the conventional wisdom that we're taught in school and all that sort of stuff is like, let's work hard now, let's put some money aside for later, let's invest, let's set some goals for the future, let's plan for the future, we'll work hard, we'll save so that, you know, when we get there we can enjoy it. And... A lot of us, you know, conventional wisdom is like, hey, well, let's work hard till we're 60, 65, we'll have this big pot of gold there. Then we can kick back and relax and enjoy things and we'll have, you know, all our dreams and desires will be fulfilled then because we've got this pot of gold and life will be tickety-boo. Yeah, I think you've uh, one thing that you've hit on the head there that, that really gets me is um, if you do really like buy into that conventional wisdom at the moment, uh, I'm not surprised. This is conditioned into you since mm. childhood. You know, it's delayed gratification. Save, you know, think about later. You don't want to blow all your money or like don't be reckless. Don't, you know, spend on this or holiday there or, you know, get those clothes or that boat or that car because what will you do when you're older? It's, it's really drummed into you. It's pretty hard to escape and it's, uh, it's something that would have probably been the mindset of you, your parents, your parents' parents. And so the really hard thing is um, it's it's actually just very emotionally difficult to let go of that conventional wisdom. Well, it is and it's actually, um, you know, we've experienced this uh, through a generation or two back because a lot of our ancestors went through the Great Depression and they had nothing and so you know, they would flip and reuse the tea bags, yeah, uh, all that sort of stuff if they were lucky enough to have tea bags. Uh, and that sort of mindset of, of um, 
of frugality and stuff was important so that you're okay in the future. Yeah. And and that's that's obviously important. We're not saying don't do that. You know, you've got to be sensible. Yeah. But there's actually a flip side, which is causing a lot of problem, not only for business owners, but for, for a lot of people yeah. in their working lives. Yeah, 100%. So that's kind of the conventional wisdom. Uh, whereas what we're talking about is um, a concept which actually... Yeah, you know, we sort of thought about it a bit and we talked about it a bit, but I think this really hit home for both me and you. We read a book called Die With Zero by a guy called Bill Perkins, a uh, very smart man. Also a very wealthy man, and I think that's part of the Well, the that's learning. actually an important part of this learning because um, it's quite easy to die with zero when you never had more than zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just probably might die a little sooner. But anyway, in this case, uh, his whole concept... And probably miserable as well. Probably right? miserable. Yeah, we, we digress. Uh, his whole concept is, is about is about trying your absolute darndest to die with nothing left, uh, with the tank empty. And the concept he's getting at is rather than saving up through your whole life and then leaving this bunch of money at the end for you to enjoy but like she's saving for too long and getting to a point where you actually don't have time to enjoy it and you can't spend all the money and and basically you've you've created this nest egg that's so big you can't eat it and then dying with that nest egg he said instead let's try to die with zero so that you know you actually save up throughout your life you do you do still have to do that you know a lot of people are going to live long lives these days so it's not about not saving it's not about you know, pissing your money away it's about still saving but not waiting too long before you start what he calls the deceleration. So here's the acceleration of saving, where you know, you're saving more and more and more throughout your life, but then getting to a point where you choose actively to decelerate your saving and instead start spending down that nest egg so you can get as close as possible to dying with nothing left. And uh, I think for me that's just, it's just a really, really cool thing. It's not about a, you know, an acceleration, deceleration is, is what he's after, not about what he calls an acceleration, acceleration, acceleration and a hard stop uh, when you die at the top of your acceleration curve because you've left it too late. Bro, there's a lot of accelerating and decelerating going on right now. And, uh, I know, I feel I'm like I said accelerate about but 20 yeah, times. Yeah, all good. <laughs> the thing about die with zero is the, is the time money Yeah, this uh, is huge. Equation. This is huge because at the end of the day, like you only really have two resources. Well, the, I mean three, time, money, and energy, right? So in this case, you, you're building up money. Um, you know, that's something you're going to do throughout your life and you're going to accelerate it. Uh, the saving like of that, um, but the hard part is that you get to a point where you've you've built up the money and you finally have the money, but you've spent so much of your time getting the money that now you have no time or energy left to actually enjoy that money, and so at that point it's really a waste. And so what he talks about is is you know actually feeding all three of those assets. So yes, you're building up the money, you're building up the wealth, but you want to be able to enjoy that um, and use your time wisely. And you know, boost your energy as much as you can, so that you can you know be rich in all three, rather than just building up money for nothing and yeah. running out of the time and energy. And for for the concept is if you if you actually arrive at the time where you go off to the happy hunting ground and you've still got lots of money in the tank, what that basically means is you've left it to your kids maybe or a cause, and maybe there's a point to that. Although well, there's we'll, another point we'll to, get that. to that. We'll get to that point. But if there's a bunch of money left when you're finished. Basically, that means that you've spent too much time getting that money, probably too much time grinding, uh, if I'm honest, uh, and you could have spent more of that time doing stuff that was fun, mm. and your life would be richer because the quality of your life is about the relationships and the experiences you have. Mm. Uh, it's nice to have a bunch of money in the bank, but for any of us who have that, like it's like once you've got it, it's one of those things, if you don't have it, you, you don't know and you think people with money are dickheads, but once you've got it, you're like, well, actually... 
Well, ironically, you get to an age where you don't have much time left. You know, yeah. like, honestly, your, your time is ticked on. Uh, and at that point, if you've got a bunch of money left, I bet you would give anything to be able to spend that money on getting more time. In fact, people often do. They, they go and they spend a bunch of money on uh, longevity and health um, stuff that they can buy. Um, whether it's, you know, like uh, dietary plans or whether it's, I don't know, any kind of cockamamie yeah. schemes you can see on TV at 4am. But the you point love is... love a good cockamamie scheme. love a good cockamamie scheme. But my point is, is like, like people will spend crazy amounts of money as they get older trying to buy back youth. Um, but the funny thing is when you had the youth, you wasted all of that trying to build up the money that you're not going to be able to use to buy the youth. It's, it's actually quite, well, quite you, a crazy thing. You've heard what thing. the Dalai Lama says about this is like, you know, Western, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, you love a paraphrase. Uh, I'm good at paraphrasing because yeah, yeah. my memory's too <laughs> to remember stuff. You can get the, the gist of it. Is he's like, you know, Western capitalist culture is really good at uh, working really hard so you can enjoy your life. And when they've got the money, then they spend all the money they've made to actually get their health and their life back. Yeah, right. Kind exactly. Of, so it's not quite right, but there's this balance thing. But it's a balance, and and you know the way that we kind of live our life at the moment is is actually a bit of an oxymoron. Yeah. So we want to we want to avoid that. The key thing here is uh, time, money, energy equation. But there are only some opportunities and experiences that you can have at certain times in your life. And this is the real thing that this really struck home to me. If you want to go backpacking through Europe, you know, you do that when you're 20, 25, maybe 30. Mm. But you don't do that when you're 40, 50. Well, some do, but well, it's, you just, might, it's just weird it's in a different the experience. It's a different, it's a different experience. Yeah. That for, for everybody, the people yeah. you're backpacking yeah. with are also going to be yeah, like, yo, yeah, this, a bit this weird. old dude in the bunker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, yeah, granddad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, you're old enough to be my grandfather. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, but it's a different, you can't have that experience again. Now, when your children are young, man, they grow up quick, right? There's some experiences that you can never have again. Mm. Now, if you spend all that time grinding for the future, you may have missed the experience which would really enrich your life and you might have been better to divert a bit of resources, a bit of time and effort and money to actually spending a bit more time here. Uh, yeah. You know, Once your kids have left home, they've spent the most amount of time you're ever going to spend with them. Like The amount of time you spend with them once they've left home is minuscule oh, compared it's to what... It's crazy. I saw a stat the other day. By the time your kids are 18, you've already spent 97% of the time you'll spend with them in their life. That hurts because I've just really had a son hurts, eh? who's 18 and frankly the school holidays at the moment he's not around at all. Exactly. And and I mean when you think about it, when you really think, it's you say, oh, I spend heaps of time with my parents. I see them like once a month for an hour. Yeah. You know, and it's like really, if you think about that, if you think about your own kids, if your kids are not yet 18, think about that. Think one day they'll say, I spend heaps of time with my parents. I see them once a month for an hour. So like I think what one thing you got to think about is if you want to enjoy that time with your kids, like do it now. We got our client we were talking about the other day, um, and this came up. It was actually just after I read the book, so it was very timely. Um, he's talking about uh, when he finally gets to the specific, uh, specific profit goal that is set for five years' time. At that point, he's going to buy this boat, and I'm like, "Oh, sounds amazing!" He showed me pictures of the boat, blah, blah blah. And I asked him, "What are you going to do with the boat?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to take my boys out on it." He's got two sons. I take my boys out. We're going to have all these amazing memories, you know, like water skiing and wakeboarding, and you know, we're going to do this and do that. And I'm like, "Yeah, cool." Like, hang on, how old are the boys again? And he tells me, and I'm like, "Dude, do you realize in five years they're going to be 22 and 20? Do you think they're still going to want to come out on the boat all the time?" And his jaw hit the floor and he goes, holy crap. He's like, this is this is wrong. Like, what am I going to do? And I was like, you should buy the boat now, man. And uh, and he now. goes, I, I can't afford it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I was looking at your financials. Like, you can afford it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, I need that money because 
X amount of cockamamie reasons, really. Um, but essentially what he was saying is I, I don't feel comfortable to part with that money until I have enough, like until I have enough, whatever that means. He basically wanted this huge multiple of that amount in his bank account so that it wouldn't really feel like much to spend it. I'm like, the problem is if you don't spend it now, you shouldn't spend it at all because yeah, it becomes a waste. Yeah. You know, as you get older, your ability to enjoy certain experiences is less as well. So you're, you're not exactly actually physically capable. Yeah. Uh, so if you're 70, are you going to go trekking through the Andes or whatever, or the Himalayas? Probably not, because you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so, but what most people are doing is waiting till they're 65 or 60, whatever it is, when they've got the time to go and enjoy these things. So it's about pulling some of that forward and enjoying it now. Uh, it's actually good for business. We'll get into that in a minute. Mm. Uh, but also, if you think about, well, I want to leave some money for my kids. Well, you think about them as well. You know, most of us now are going to live to where. 80, probably more like 90 or 100, uh, you know, if we, if we um, look after ourselves in any way. And modern medicine is, is an extending life. So we're going to leave that to our kids when they're, what, 60 or 70? <laughs> they don't need it then. When do they need money? When they're like 25. 25 well, to 35 25 when they're having families of their own. That's it. Any money we could give them then, even if it's a smaller amount, will make a huge difference to their quality of life. Uh, and so that would be a better use of resources for, for everyone. And yeah. so it's just understanding that kind of consumption, uh, accumulation equation yeah. and actually bringing some of it forward. Yeah, well, it's funny. Uh, both my parents have had talks with me about, Phil, one day, you know, when, when I die, you know, you know, this this is how you'll go about getting this or getting that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't need your shit, man. Like, like, like yeah. all the respect in the world, mum and dad, if you're listening, like, like leave it to someone else. I, I don't need it anymore. Um, you know, whereas if I was 25, I... Uh, I might have needed it then, but also you couldn't have given it then. So I think the big thing is if you're saving something up to be able to give it, just remember, like, when are you going to be able to give it and is it even worth giving at that point? Because if it's not, then probably the best thing for everybody is for you to enjoy it in the moment. Like it's, it's just going to be better. Yeah, and you don't enjoy everything in the moment. This is the point. We're, we're saying you don't join the hippie commune just yeah, yeah. free for all right now. It's about appropriate Appropriate balance. Uh, a balance. and But most of us are really focused on the future and life being good then. Yeah. Let's make life good now. That's, that's huge. So let's talk about how to do this because uh, I think there's a few little well, tips. Well, I think this help. is a great time. Um, this pod's coming out in the new year. Mm. You know, we're talking in the new year. And uh, how can we actually make this year more more fun and better experiences but also more profitable as well? And uh, there's a few ways we can do that. I think there's one thing that's um, that's really cool that I know you like talking about. Oh, is this the bucket list? Good I bucket love list. talking about Good a bucket movie, list. that one, by the great way. Great movie, great movie. Uh, if you haven't watched the bucket list, you should watch this. It's yep. thumper. Um, I love the bucket list idea. And uh, the reason I love the bucket list is because every time I've made a bucket list, I make a list of all the stuff I want to do in my life. And uh, it's funny because you're sort of saying, in my life. And uh, what I often end up doing then is I say, yeah, cool. Like, man, I'm, I want to. I want to go up Machu Picchu and I want to do this and do that and buy this and buy that and I'm going to get this car and that boat and it's funny because you look at all this and you, you, your time frame you've used to write the list is between now and the rest of my life uh, but then what you should do is that if you look at each one on that bucket list and say when am I realistically going to get the most enjoyment out of that suddenly you go well I want to get up Machu Picchu one day and I'm like bit of a walk <laughs> few hills um, pretty pretty hard on the body and the knees, I probably can't do that in my old age. So then you're like, well, realistically, how old could I be to still enjoy that? And I'm like, well, honestly, like I still want to be in pretty good working order. And I'm like, well, 34 now. 
uh, should probably get on that, you know, because <laughs> I'd enjoy it more now. I'd, I'd get up there real easy, you know. Even if I was fifty, it'd be harder. If I was sixty, it'd be harder. Again, if it's I'm seventy, if you're fifty, mate, just just quietly. But I'm saying, but if I got to seventy, I might not go. You know, like it's, it might start getting to a point like, man, my body's falling apart as it is. All these years of rugby, my knees are gone, my shoulders are wrecked, my back's stuffed. Like, I mean, by few, the time few I'm head, head injuries as I, well. I need mo- quietly, I need but, medicine yeah. to come a long way, right? Or otherwise, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have a, a sore old age. So I think the point is, is you start putting it in perspective. You know, and again, like our client with the boat, you can say five years is fine, but when you really think about why you want it, uh, you start putting some time frames against that, and it stops being a bucket list, and it starts being a plan. Yeah, you know, and I think, and I think in the new about. year, we're in the new year. Like, you know, just take some time to write some, down some stuff you'd really like to do, some experiences that could be big, could be small too. It could be, you know, I want to take my uh, my kids on a fishing trip or on a picnic. It could be anything. Just get it down because small things are cool too. So bucket Amazing. list is, 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 is a lot of fun actually. Yeah. And then what I really encourage you to do, uh, is you schedule this stuff in at the start of the year. So choose some things for this year. It might be one thing a month or one thing every two months, whatever. Choose choose a timeline and then actually schedule that into your calendar now. Yep. Okay, because there's, a th- there's an amazing thing that happens. We call it blocking and booking. If you wait to see if you're available in July to do something, you won't be. You won't be available because your calendar will fill up. But if you put it in your calendar now, you block it out and that's unavailable, everything else will fit around it. Yeah, that's huge. It's absolutely magic to do this. Uh, and if there's any money that needs to be spent or deposits paid, pay the deposits and make the bookings now, then you're going to do then it. you have to go. So you actually lock these experiences in now. Yep. Lock and book, high priority, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the other thing about this is, you know, when you're in business, it takes a lot of energy. And if you're you're working hard all the time, you know life actually becomes just this long marathon, and marathons take a lot of energy. And what typically happens as a business owner, we're running marathons at sprint pace, so it's a bunch of sprints back to back at the length of a marathon, which is doubly exhausting. Yeah, okay, it's pretty so bloody tough. When you break things up with some breaks and some experiences, you're actually breaking your year up into a series of sprints with some rest. So work ethic and rest ethic. You know you you. Rest ethic's going to help you work better because you've, you've broken it up. Well, we always say rest ethic makes work ethic sustainable. Mm. That's the whole point, right? It's nice. I yeah. like that. So, yeah, schedule it in. That's that's block and book it. That's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, massive. Uh, next thing for me is just remember that the pers- purpose of life uh, is to live. So so get busy living. You know? I think you know, there's so many fun things you can do, and I think we often will hold those fun things off for this mythical date in the future. And it, even if you're not thinking, man, I'll do that when I retire, you, know, you, you might be holding on for some kind of goal or some kind of milestone, uh, maybe a profit level. You know, when I get there, then I will do the cool thing I wanted to do. So you might be looking at your bucket list and thinking, when I reach X goal or X horizon, then I'll tick these things on my bucket list. Uh, one big thing about goals, though, is as crucial as they are, um, the horizon is always the same distance away. You know, like I don't care how far you walk, that horizon line is still the same distance away from wherever you end up, and goals are a bit the same. Uh, I know me and you have set a few goals mm-hmm. uh, along the, over the years, and um, it's funny, every time we hit one, we're bitterly disappointed because that's not the goal anymore. We're now looking miles ahead. And it's funny how sometimes all you can do is just see all of the current fires that are burning and you forget that you would have killed to have these fires a year ago, you know, because you're so much further ahead than you were. And so in the moment, it's very hard to remind yourself, I actually am winning, I actually have crushed it, I actually am 
you know, a lot richer than I used to be. Um, and so I should do these things. Like if yeah. you went to 18-year-old Phil and said, hey, man, uh, you know, what would you do with a thousand bucks? 18-year-old Phil would have been telling you about this world trip, you know. <laughs> this is important. I've heard this distinction between being rich and wealthy. Yep. And rich is having a whole lot of money in yep. your bank account. Wealthy is the the life that it allows you to live. Yeah. And so the critical thing is to take that stuff and live your life now so that it is enjoyable. Yeah. And that's the rich life. That's a wealthy life. Yeah. And well, all of us can do that to a much greater extent than we realise. We don't have to wait for the future to do that. That's it. And I think the big thing is like, man, you go back to 18-year-old Phil, like when I was about 20, uh, I took a trip around Southeast Asia for months. Like I was gone for months. And um, and I backpacked around. I saw some amazing things. I did some really, really cool stuff, like lifelong memories, man. It was an amazing trip. The whole thing, including flights and all the accommodation the entire time, considering I stayed in some places that are basically not places, yeah. <laughs> um, cost me 5000 bucks for months worth of travel. Um, whereas if I had $5,000 now, I wouldn't even go overseas. I'd be like, well, that's not well, enough money to go that's anywhere. That's not enough airfare for you. <laughs> no, for it's not. But, but, but I think the point is, is like, is that the relativity of what you could do is like you probably still could have that same month's worth of backpacking in Southeast Asia for a relatively cheap amount of money. Uh, might not be 5000 but, you know, current conversion. My point being is that you you do need to live it at the time. Don't hold on until you have more than enough before you experience the thing that doesn't have to And this is the real, much. this is what uh, really blew my mind with all of this when I've been thinking about this is you want to obviously have some goals and achieve them, and you want to live a great life as well. Mm. And this, uh, I think this discussion we're having today is about putting those two things together. Here's the thing about business, though. You know, if you want a great business, you need the energy to do it. Energy mm. is absolutely critical. And if it's all grind, it's all future, you're going to run out of energy because those experiences that you have, the life that you live is the, the colour of your life, um, the relationships you have is what gives you the energy to have a great business because business is actually quite challenging and can be exhausting and there are ups and downs and times where you just had enough and you just want to pull the lid over and you know say that's enough so it's actually important to keep topping up your tank yeah you know, it's important to enjoy things because that actually allows you to stay focused and fresh mm. uh, and the more fresh you are the more resilient you are to stress the more you're able to put up with the ups and downs of life and that means that you don't get burnt out uh, from that relentless physical and mental demand. And yeah. I can talk about this because I have done this to myself. Yeah, uh, I've been expert at the grind, and not expert at the you know creating the experiences. And I'm I'm learning and getting much better at that now. Mm. And I know some of you might have this sorted, but I know most of you are probably struggling with this. Yeah. And so really, what this is about is okay. Goals are great. Let's set them. Use them to create mo momentum and energy. But take the time to enjoy things as you go along and use the resources that you're generating to have a great life along the way. Mm. And smell the roses. Smell the roses. There's no point dying with a massive pot of gold at the end if you haven't enjoyed it, any of it along the way. That's right. That's right. Well, I think we've made our point. So uh, let's land this plane. Yep. Well, be careful that you don't buy into the convention of wisdom of just setting everything up for the future and enjoying it when you retire. Make sure you plan experiences and use the resources you've generated to have a great life now, that'll give you a lot of energy and enjoyment and in turn help you create a great business anyway. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trading Podcast. Business partnerships are a topic that come up all the time. And it's really important to understand all the implications because it can be heaven or hell. You need to make sure you do your homework and you have good rules for how it works ongoing.
Tune into next week's podcast where we detail all the ins and outs for making business partnerships work for your business. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trading Podcast.